Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. This is the long-awaited episode that I don't think anyone else really wanted apart from me. But no, I feel like you're actually going to love this one because I'm so excited to tell, like, to talk to you about it and to tell you about this book. So it's all about Atomic Habits and I have been talking about this book non-stop since I finished it because I think it's so good and I do that with every book I read that I love. I talk about it non-stop for like a period of time and then I move on to the next one that I love and I think there were just so many things within this that I feel were super valuable. So many things I took away from it. I'd say it's in my top three books for sure, like has to be, um, along with Start With Why and potentially The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek as well. Just Simon Sinek is amazing. But I'm about to delve into the world of Brene Brown and I feel like she could really she could really jump up there. So definitely in my top three books and the difference with this book compared to so many others that I've read is one, I actually read it. So I listen to a lot of books. I listen to a lot of audio books. But the, with this book, I actually sat down over summer and I read it and I actively took notes and applied the things I was learning at the same time. I think this made a huge difference to how much I got out of the book uh, because obviously, you know, if you're actioning things as you're reading it, it becomes so much more relevant to your own life. But also, you know, I was really focused on each line, each word, how each phrase impacted me compared to when you're listening to an audiobook, even if you're doing something mindless like walking around. It's quite easily easy to still get distracted just by whatever's around you. But when you're reading, you actually can't be distracted from it because you have to be focused on it to get the information. So I think that really uh, helped. And other reasons I loved it was it was just so accessible and easy to read and understand. Like it was information that you don't need to, you know, have any previous knowledge to know. It was instantly applicable to my own life I could instantly understand what was happening in comparison to a book I read I tried reading seven habits of highly effective people towards the start probably around this time last year and I think I got about a hundred pages in if that and I just had to stop I haven't read any more past that point because it was so I don't know I just I, I found it boring but I think actually what it was was it was just difficult to understand like I was just struggling to like understand fully the concepts and how it applied to my own life and I don't know it's a hard one because I hear so many people raving about that book but I just could not get into it and it is a really popular one but I just couldn't get into it so I feel like it might be one I need to listen to you know some books I feel like you listen to and then you read it has different impacts like I'm definitely going to buy Start With Why by Simon Sinek and read that um, because I've only listened to it and I feel like it'll have an even different and potentially more impactful effect on me and my life. So I thought for this episode, just to make it easy breezy listening, that I would literally just go through the notes that I wrote down because they're in order of the book um, in terms of, you know, reading it start to finish and just explain why I chose that to write down 
and maybe what I learned from it and just any other comments in between. So I kind of have this long as thing of notes, which I shared on my Instagram story about it. And I know some of you guys are trying to screenshot it. So hopefully this can help you understand that a little bit further as well. Okay, so the first note I've written down is habits are the compound interest of self-improvement, which I mean, come on. I have a financial literacy and self-development podcast. This is like the perfect quote for my podcast. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. Essentially, okay, let me give you a basic explanation of how compound interest works for those who might not understand. Compound interest is essentially interest on interest that you're earning. So you put in a certain amount of money into a bank account, it earns interest. And then as that money is still stored in that bank account, you continue to earn interest, you know, each month or each year or whatever on top of that initial interest. So you're earning more and more and more and the value of your money is essentially increasing. So compounding means growth on growth. So it's the same with habits. When you have your initial set of strong habits uh, and you keep implementing them with consistency, you know, you keep growing and the growth just stacks on top of each other. I didn't even really explain what the book was about for those who haven't read it, but it's I guess it's kind of self-explanatory. It's called Atomic Habits and it's about how to build a strong foundation of habits that you will consistently have and that, um, you know, you won't break things that are strong within your life. And it's all about creating a system is how James Clear, the author, describes it, a system or a process around your life that supports whatever it is that you're doing in the current day or supports the person you want to be. It's more and than an or. It supports the person you want to be, the identity you want to have, or the identity you believe you are, or the person you believe you are. There's also a lot of chat about identity throughout this book, which I just love, and how you, you know, you can be the person you want to be already without necessarily having all the things that might come with that being that person or whatever it is the next one is you should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than your current results oh my god there's another quote similar to this I've posted this a couple times on my Instagram honestly just going back through my Instagram I've got some banger quotes in there so go and have a stalk if you want but it's your direction is more important than your speed and I just think that this is a really good one for those of us that struggle with comparison and always looking at other people's milestones and achievements and focusing on that and comparing ourselves you know what we should be focusing on is actually what's our direction like regardless of how much we feel we're not achieving in comparison to another person or whatever it is are we still at the very least content with the direction we're moving on or the trajectory we have like do we feel that we've put in processes that we've built a system around us that supports and encourages the direction we want to head in to eventually get to those results or to whatever it is that you want to do and you would have heard in my goal setting personal development episode I think two eps back now that I am not setting goals because I don't want to be achievement and milestone based I want to be why focused and build a process that supports that so that I'm really focusing on my direction and my trajectory as opposed to the results that might come with that and like stagnant things that I get to I'd rather want to focus on I'd rather focus on a flow or a direction or a path that um, I believe is aligned with who I want to be. Next one is your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits. 
So let me just break this one down. Your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits. So if your habits are that you never prioritize getting in physical exercise and as a result your mental health suffers because you haven't given yourself a physical you know, way to exert your energy. So you've got all this bottled up energy, you feel a lot more stressed, a lot more overwhelmed than usual because you have chosen not to prioritize um, physical activity that helps you with that. This is an example for me. I personally need exercise if I'm going to have a clear head. It's just a part of my life now. And so if my habits with my exercise have fallen, my outcomes as a result of that are going to be that I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed. But that's a lagging measure. Like it might take a couple of days of not working out or, you know, whatever it is for me to realize that I feel like shit. And so therefore my outcomes are a lagging measure of my habits. Good habits make time your ally. Bad habits make time your enemy. Another episode I really want to do is all the fears I have and why I have them for life. But I'll let you in on one now and that's wasting time. I've got a fear of wasting time. It also leads to feeling often that things just aren't good enough. Situations aren't good enough. People aren't good enough. It's a a very negative trait I have in my mind that I don't really tell anyone about. Like no one would really know this is going on. But it's a hard thing to deal with in my head because... I'll often be thinking, how could I be better? How could I make this better? How could this be a better situation? Because I've only got limited time in this life and I need to do everything. So good habits make time your ally. Bad habits make time your enemy. If I'm going to implement positive habits, behaviors, and build a system that supports that in my life, then I'm probably going to find that I feel like I'm on top of things, I'm content with how I'm spending my time and therefore I don't have that fear of wasting time anymore. If I have bad habits and I'm not content with the process and the system that surrounds that, I'm going to be feel like crap and feel like I'm wasting time, feel like I'm not ahead in life, feeling like I'm behind and I need to do something to get on top of my shit. The next one is achieving goals creates an either or conflict that boxes you into a narrow version of happiness. So this is where my thing about goals has come from this year, I suppose, or the start of it. It's like achieving goals or having these milestones. And this is absolutely not going to be everyone's opinion. This is just how I've taken this information. So achieving goals and having those milestones puts you in this either or conflict where you're like, okay, well, either I can, I'm achieving this or I'm not. And therefore I'm not a great person. Do you know what I mean? Like either I'm achieving this and I'm doing well or I'm not, and I'm not doing well and I really need to step it up. And I feel like that's often the mindset we can get into. It's like, okay, well, if I haven't achieved this, if I haven't saved this much, then I'm a bad spender. If I haven't achieved this goal by 25, then, you know, I haven't used my time wisely or whatever it is. And I don't like that. It really is a conflict in your mind and makes you question your self-worth a lot. And that's why I wanted to focus on that trajectory, that direction a lot more. And the second half of the quote says, that it boxes you into a narrow version of happiness. You feel like there's only this one route of happiness and that's the achievement, that's the goal. When actually happiness, success, as I was talking about in previous episodes, isn't a destination. It's not this narrow thing. It can be as wide as possible and it can be whatever you make it out to be. And I felt like through reading this that my approach to goal setting may have hindered what I thought would be my 
definition of happiness. And so leading on from that, the next thing I wrote down is the purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. If you've uh, listened to or read The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, you'll know that the whole thing is about um, life is an infinite game, which means, you know, obviously it ends when you pass away, but it the goal of it is to keep it going and to live as much as you can kind of thing. There is no winner in life and it's kind of applied to business more so. There's no, you know, winner of business. And so setting goals kind of puts you in that frame of mind where there is a way to win the game. There is a winner because once you've achieved this, you'll be a winner or you'll be this or you'll be that. Um, whereas if you're focusing on building a system to support you, continuing to play the game you're continuing to keep it going and have that infinite mindset and at least for now because you know things my opinions my mindset my approach to life changes every single day but at least for now this is how I want to approach life and I want to have an infinite mindset okay this next one kind of I kind of adapted to my own example have you seen on TikTok where there's the guy who always goes on live and he's putting rubber bands over a watermelon and you're watching to see like how many rubber bands it's going to take to squeeze the watermelon so that it explodes yes this is sometimes what I spend my time doing so what I've written in this quote and how I've adapted that is it's not one rubber band that crushes the watermelon it's a combination of the pressure of all the rubber bands so same for habits one habit or doing one habit one time is not going to get you anywhere, realistically. You need to continue to implement those habits over time and continue to, in air quotes, add pressure um, in order to build the system that encourages your growth, encourages you to do what you want to do. Kind of like the compound interest one, you know, you want growth on growth. It's not just the implementation of one habit or doing it one time, it's doing it consistently over time that is where the power is okay this next one's quite good too they're all good the process of building habits is the process of becoming yourself and finding your identity I am all about you know being more curious about who I am I actually saw this TikTok the other day I'm going to keep referring to TikToks and it was saying how like some if you have a really insane interest in personal development it speaks to your lack of feeling good enough in your life or something like that so you feel like you constantly have to search for who you are because you've never felt like you could just be happy or content with who you were in the first place and I just don't know if I agree with that to be honest like I get it and I I can see where they're coming from but at the same time I feel like that was never it for me. It was not that I never felt good enough. It was that I was curious about all the things I could be in addition to who I already was. It was like, what can I, what else can I discover about who I am? I'm not just this one person and, and that's it and I'm content with that. I'm so many different things and I wanted to figure that out. So, you know, through the process of building habits, you become more of yourself you learn more about yourself because you're testing your resilience you're testing your patience you're testing your discipline um, and you're finding your identity the ideal version of who you want to be and how you want to act the next one I've written here is every and you may have seen this one this is such 
a good quote and very famous. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you want to become. And you only need a majority vote, not a unanimous one. I'm going to be really general with these examples, so apply it to your own life. But, you know, every time you don't go for a walk that day you are really stressed or you skip your alarm or you go back to your ex or you stay out for another two hours when you should have gone home or you buy that extra drink or you do a bit of retail therapy when you didn't need to. Every time you know you do these things, you're voting for the identity you wish to keep and the person you wish to be. And of course that's within reason because guess what? You don't need a unanimous vote. You just need a majority. It doesn't matter if you do those things some of the time, as long as the majority of the time you're doing what is best for you. And what is best for you is going to be completely dependent on how you define that. Okay, this next one. I don't know who Carl Jung is, but whoever they are, they are something with this quote. Until you make the unconscious conscious... It will direct your life and you will call it fate. This one just blew my mind in a way because I feel like so many of us do things unconsciously and we either, a lot of the time, we choose not to make it conscious. Like we might, there might be a part of us that knows because you always know a lot of the time deep down, but we choose not to make it conscious and until you do, it will direct your life and you will just say that it, it is what it is. And it was what it was meant to be. And it's something that was confronting for me because I say that a lot. And that is how I've lived my life, you know, for a lot of it. So I thought that was really interesting. Another part of the book that was quite fascinating was how he explained an experiment they did for social influence and how, you know, you act a certain way when you're around a, a big group of people compared to when you're alone or like you're influenced by other people's opinions. So this quote was, we'd rather be wrong with a crowd than right by us, ourselves. To fit in, naturally as humans, we all want to fit in. We all want to be a part of something. This has to be, I don't know if there's any data that backs this up, but I'm going to call it a fact. Right here, right now on this podcast, it is a fact that as humans, we just want to belong and feel like we're a part of something. And this can lead us to doing things that might not be within our own personal best interests, independently of other people, because we want to fit in. And there's a book, another book I really want to read, which I saw on TikTok <laughs> this morning called The Courage to Be Disliked. And I think that it's a really interesting concept how people fear how they appear to others so much. And it's such a common fear and it's something I definitely have too and it kind of was just another confronting realization for me and a reminder that understanding what you want and being able to justify your own actions is so important. There are four things that this book talks about in order to make habits uh, more successful I suppose also that you actually build a strong foundation of habits and that's one make it obvious two make it attractive three make it easy and four make it satisfying you definitely need to read the book to get the most out of those four things but keep them in mind for when you are building habits um, and this next quote says create an environment where future actions you want to take are easier so when you're trying to build habits and this comes down to the most simple things if you're wanting to get up and exercise every morning 
lay out your active wear before you wake up because you're making your future actions so much easier. The less decisions you have to make, the less admin you have to do, the more likely you are to do something. Another good tip around building habits that I've written down is instead of trying to engineer a perfect habit from the start, do the easy thing on a consistent basis. You have to standardize before you can optimize. So actually get the foundation in place before you try and optimize what it is you don't already have. You almost want to make it automatic. So often you hear people chat about habits like if you can't get if you aren't motivated to go to the gym, just go for five minutes. Even if you stand there, just go for five minutes. And I was always like, that is stupid. But after kind of reading this book and why it encourages you to do that, I definitely think that that's such a great thing to do. So going to the gym for five minutes might not get you gains, but it will reaffirm your identity, which is really important because it reaffirms that you're the type of person that goes to the gym. Um, Or what's another habit that isn't exercise related? Say you want to study a course, you know, you just want to do a bit of your course every day. Even if you cannot for the life of you be bothered, spend five minutes just reading the content or a couple of minutes just flicking over it or writing a plan for what you have to do. It's not going to get you far, but it is going to reaffirm your identity that you're the kind of person who likes to learn. You're the kind of person that wants to be educated. You're the kind of person that does courses and you're going to feel like you are that person because you are, you want to be. And the next time you go to do it, it'll seem a lot more realistic and achievable because you are that person. So it makes sense that you can do that. I think this is a really good one for, um, it relates to two very different things. One is diet culture and the second one is how we aren't, school is not structured in the right way to properly educate or test all students. So it says when we chose the wrong measurement, we get the wrong behavior. Or when we choose the wrong measurement, we get the wrong behavior. So for example, tests in school or numbers on the scale. So if we're choosing the wrong way to measure our progress, um, we're going to choose the wrong behavior. If you're relying on the numbers on a scale to, you know, if you're just trying to create healthy habits in your life and, and be a bit more balanced, if you're choosing the number on the scale to represent your progress, it's going to be a very demotivating way for you to recognize progress. It might also lead to some tendencies like putting a lot of pressure on what you eat because that's going to affect the number on the scale. But that's not actually what the whole journey of introducing healthy habits was about in the first place, you know? Okay, this next one I thought was pretty cool, but then I spoke to someone about it and I kind of had to rethink it, but I'll explain why I think I like it. So the same water that softens the potato hardens the egg and we can't choose if we're a potato or an egg but we can choose to play a game where it's better to be hard or soft. In my opinion this speaks to how important it is to understand your own strengths and actually just to understand who you are. So that might not be specific skills like I'm really good at reading or writing or I'm really good at art or whatever, but it might just speak to what it is you're interested in. We can't necessarily choose what we're good at or what we are naturally skillful skillful in, for example. We can definitely choose what our strengths are being in the sense that we can work towards certain strengths, but I guess natural strengths and skills we can't choose. So figuring out what those are and figuring out what your natural interests are is going to be so important to figuring out which environments you could potentially thrive in. So for me, if I reflect on podcasting, I've always been really curious about other people, just in general, other people's perspectives, how they approach life, and those sorts of things. Never in a million years would I have 
thought a podcast would be a good way of doing that. Never in a million years did I think I'd be good at podcasting. I don't even know if I am good at podcasting. You know, I just talk to a microphone and hope for the best. So that's the skill or that's the environment I've put myself in to nurture my natural curiosity and other people and things. And anyone can do the exact same thing. You know, you might not know exactly what that's going to be and that's a part of the fun, but it's about focusing on your trajectory, your direction, as we spoke about earlier, and putting yourself in those environments that you think might be right. Sorry, I think I need to take a breath. I'm really speeding up. It's just the the passion is getting to me. So I'm just, yeah, talking a bit fast. Um... The next one is, and this is an interesting one, I'd be interested to hear, you know, your thoughts on this. Keep your identity small. The more rigid you are with who you are and what you stand for, the more likely you are to have an in-depth crisis anytime something changes. The tighter we cling to an identity, the harder it becomes to break from it. I absolutely used to be the kind of person who was very rigid with the type of person I was. I had my morals, I had my values, and that was that. And if you didn't feel the same way, then we weren't aligned and we weren't supposed to be friends. And I was flexible in my thinking and extremely open-minded, but I felt like I knew who I was and I didn't need other people to tell me that or influence that. And I could not tell you just how different I am from that person now. And I'm so happy that I'm so different. I'd like to say that I don't keep my identity small anymore because I found this exactly. You know, the more rigid you are with who you are and what you stand for and all those things, anytime something questions that or or makes you think differently, you wonder if you actually are the person you are. And you're asking yourself all these questions and having these identity crises because you just aren't sure if you're the person you always thought you were. And so now... I definitely consider myself to be a lot less rigid with who I am. There's so many different parts to me. I am not one person. I don't have one set moral view or values. Situations reflect different ways that I think and different decisions are made based on that. And my perspectives are shaped by so many people now that my identity and who I am is very, it's not as simple as what I used to think it was. And this has allowed me to open up my mind so much more to different things. The next one, which is a very important reminder, is the downside to habits is that it connects us to old ways of thinking and doing. A constant state of reflecting is needed to make sure we are updating who we want to be. So, you know, as you have these consistent habits that you've always had, whether positive or negative, they connect you to the person you were when you first started doing that, you know, like think of any habit that you might have. It connects you to a certain type of person that you were or you are. And so you want to make sure that by continuing to be reflective, you are understanding if those habits still reflect who you are um, and still support your growth to who you want to be and the direction that you want to head in. And the last little section of my notes is kind of what I've based uh, the last episode I did on personal development on, which is a couple episodes back, but I'll read it out. And if you want to hear a more in-depth chat about it, then go back to that episode. But success is not a thing or a destination, but a system. What's defining the way you live, that is what makes you a success. 
But your system is a continuous process. There is no finish line. Success is an infinite game and to feel successful you must keep the game going with a system that is most desirable and that is most aligned with your identity, the person you want to be, which can obviously be very fluid. Um, The secret to getting results that last is to never stop making improvements. And I think what I really learned from this book is just building habits is a continuous process that you keep reflecting on, that you keep improving, 1% better every day, everything like that. And it's really just hit home for me in all the ways that it's spoken about it. And it just gives a very actionable overview of how you can apply habits in your life. I'm going to repeat what I said before, but the kind of framework to it is making it obvious, making it attractive, making it easy and making it satisfying. So obvious, put it right there in front of your face, attractive so that you actually want to do it, easy so that it takes absolutely no effort to do and you don't have to make any decisions and satisfying so you want to keep doing it over and over again. If you want to hear a more in-depth you know explanation of any of these points read the book I would absolutely recommend or listen to it and let me know what you think let me know what you thought of this episode and if you want me to do more kind of book reviews or book overviews I suppose summaries and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.